This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Eight years ago today, Mansfield Town were at Wembley Stadium in the FA Trophy Final, a season which ended in heartbreak. Well, following Saturday's 1-0 defeat to MK Dons, which came at the cost of automatic promotion, the Stags must now fight it out to return to Wembley, hoping for the elusive happily ever after. Tonight, myself and Nathan reflect on the result we all hoped would never happen at MK Dons and dust ourselves down, preparing for another week of all or nothing with a showdown against Newport. But have David Flickcroft and the players been doing the same? It's a simple message that over the season we've got so much right. Stick to that formula, stick to what we've done well, concentrate on what we've done well, think positive, think on your front foot. And when we do, we're a really good team, a really good team. The hurt was there and the deflation was there, but we need as the manager of the football plan, as the leader, it doesn't last too long, do you know what I mean? Because uh, you pick yourself up, you go again and you fight again and, and I've got a group of, of players behind me that are prepared to do that. Back in August, as the campaign began, the Stags had a 1 in 24 chance of promotion. On Saturday, as the regular campaign drew to its conclusion, it was a 2 in 3 chance. Whereas now, as the playoffs commence, it's 1 in 4. Those numbers mean absolutely nothing. I'm just filling for time. This is a show for the fans, by the fans. This is a place to get it all out in the open and bring everyone together for a common cause. A trip to Wembley and ultimately promotion to League One. This is the Matchville Matters Podcast. Like life, it's like a box of chocolates when you never know what you're going to get. Although I think deep, 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 deep down, we sort of knew what we might get on Saturday at MK Dons. We wanted tonight's show to be a celebration of the season, a celebration of promotion. Alas, myself and Nathan are here 
Looking back on a frustrating afternoon and a season which isn't over as the Stags will now have to battle it out in the Skybet League 2 playoffs. As always, get involved with the show for the fans, by the fans and have your say in the comments throughout tonight's show. I have a feeling that tonight will be one full of comments of disappointment, hurt and hopefully ultimately optimism because... Whilst we're not celebrating promotion yet, we still can, Nathan Edge. Yeah, you said life's like a box of chocolates, but it feels like we've been served up a box of nuts that we're allergic to because uh, we seem to be going through all sorts of emotions right now. And uh, as always, with my following Mansfield Town, we get served a lot of hope and <laughs> get brought right back down to earth at the very last minute. But um, it's football, isn't it? And at the end of the day, we have to look at it now and uh, we've still got a good chance of going up. It's going to be tough, but we've got a chance of it. And uh, the truth of the matter is that there's 17 other teams in uh, in League 2 that would happily swap, swap places with us. So we've got to regroup and we've got to sort out this bad run of form and uh, get ourselves together because we've got two massive games coming up. And pretty damn quick as well. We'll look ahead to the playoffs as the show progresses tonight but let's not show away from it I know I'll tell you what before we do let's have a little bit of light relief shall we let's have a moment of silence for the football league's oldest club who are no longer the football league's oldest club (laughs) ha ha I feel better yeah I feel a little bit better a little bit bit. Um, (laughs) but no um, all joking aside good luck to Notts County in the conference um, some supporters I do genuinely feel for but anyway this is not Notts County Matters it's Mansfield Matters come on that's not hide away from it where did it all go wrong because for me it wasn't MK Dons on Saturday that's not where it went wrong no I would say it's, it's just weird I, I, I've been saying to people I felt even though obviously Saturday, Saturday was absolutely gut wrenching I felt a lot worse coming home on Bank Holiday Monday after losing to Oldham 3-2 and then again on the Saturday losing 2-1 to Stevenage because we had such an opportunity in those two games to not have to worry about this last match in a, in a way you know we could have got into it and losing 1-0 would have still been still been up so we've we've messed up elsewhere and you could even say early on in the season but the reason why I'm picking out those two games in particular is because we knew sort of what was at stake and how big those were they were just massive opportunities which we failed to take and if truth be told as you say it was weeks ago where it started the knot started to be untied and the whole thing started to come crashing down between us was it it, was it too much pressure too much expectation because if it was that fills me with a whole boat full of worry going into the the next couple of days (laughs) well I know it doesn't make it any easier does it because at the end of the day there's going to be there's going to be as much pressure on um, you know these next two hopefully hopefully free games than what was on you know same matter as what was on at, at the MK Dons game and, and the ones leading up to that so if that if it is the pressure the, the players have got to learn fast how to deal with it because so far they haven't stepped up to the plate on that but I, I think it goes back I think that's I think it's a contributing factor to to the problems that we face but I think there's there's other 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 reasons as well and that you know we, we can safely say it's been sort of since December or after Christmas when things have, have not been going well we had that fantastic first half of the season which even so still wasn't perfect we had a we had a slow start at that 
but we still put together a massive run picked up all those points which obviously got us to up there where we felt like we we, we, need, we deserve to be but then for some reason our form have, has been so indifferent since the turn of the, 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 the year uh, injuries have helped well sorry not helped with that they've contributed to it and maybe our recruitment in January has not been great but at the moment we can't do anything about that that's all in the past that's done all we can do now is focus on these next two games and we know we've got quality in the squad so we've done it but we've just got to get the psychological aspect of it right keep your comments coming in throughout tonight let let's, uh, your ears your views be aired and have your say on where you think it's gone wrong we're asking you lots of things tonight where you think it's gone wrong how you think it could change what the stakes need to do going into the playoffs keep getting your comments in and we'll read them out over the course of the show Callum's been in touch tonight and says football's a funny old game a frustrating one too we still have a chance that's what we need to focus on Jay says the starting 11 needs a shake up we are very Predictable. Uh, talking about when it went wrong, John says weeks ago. Uh, Callum says it personally went wrong for me at Port Vale. I know it wasn't brilliant before that, but that was the turning point in our season. Paul says I think it was away at, at Notts County was a turning point for us. Just didn't really get going, did we? Uh, Jake uh, makes an interesting point about January transfers. Who recruited these players? Flitcroft or Greg Abbott? That's another mm. thing we we spoke about in the car on the way here tonight. Um, John says it's like the team that's out there and not playing from the heart uh, Craig says Cambridge away Bury away Macclesfield away Yeovil at home Stevenage at home Colchester at home horrendous away at County and Port Vale just a few uh, where we've thrown it away um, Jay says teams know exactly how we play and exactly what threat our, player po our players pose because of our starting line it's very predictable need to shake up get Otis in there John says CJ's been off the boil for a few weeks and not strong enough to get challenges in for one uh, and Paul says you're right Jay teams have worked us out I like Flitcroft but tactically I think he's left wanting uh, we'll come on to that a little bit later on let's talk about uh, what we were talking about in the car on the way up here uh, which was basically about recruitment and things like that you came up with a, a very interesting analogy of target one two or three talk us through that yeah, and it, this was mainly discussing the whole. Um, yeah, we've we've seen it as we normally do when we lose about people saying Flitcroft out and things like that, and they were just we we just got onto the discussion about the recruitment in January because obviously it has seemed like things have gone wrong since then. And I was talking about how in the summer he had a lot to get rid of. We had a lot of dead wood. We had overplayed players, uh, you know, left over from the Steve Evans you know era. Uh, so it was always going to be difficult summer for his recruitment and I always look at it and think you sort of have your targets you have your, your, your grade A targets grade 1 your second targets who are sort of backups when those first ones don't go right and then your third ones where you sort of <laughs> you're scraping the barrel in, in a way and um, you come to January where business is certainly very tough to do um, and I think those players that he brought in in January would certainly be you're looking at threes maybe even fours and going off that schedule because they were brought in because we had pretty bad injury list at that point they, they all started going wrong there with the injuries and you look at the ones who have come in would you say any of them have done anything the only one player if you're looking at those five players we've had on loan or if you count Elsnick in it there as well you know a sixth one how many would you want to sign on a permanent deal? For me, there's only one. And the, the only one that we have is the one that which we have, which is Sweeney. 
and then obviously Tyler Walker, which is just a given, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But the rest of them, would you be concerned or upset if you didn't see them in a Mansfield Town shirt next season? I mean, for me, I 100% wouldn't. No, I'd be humble enough to say thanks very much for, you, for your efforts, lads, but I'd also be looking at, at targets elsewhere. I mean, I know he's an ex Stags player, but obviously retain lists are starting to get, you know, announced and revealed. Ryan Tafazoli is leaving yeah. Peterborough. He'll be out of contract in, in the summer. If you're looking to bolster your defence and, you know, looking to make a, a good solid addition to what is already a solid back line, you'd be looking for somebody like him. But you'd also be looking in, in those areas to think, can we get a better option for, for wing back we don't know how long Hayden White's going to be out we need to look at the options in, in goal we don't know how he's going to come back either exactly. that's, that's a big factor of it I mean on the Ryan Tafsoli I mean that'd be, that'd be incredible to have him back but from what I've been reading up online it's not the fact that Peter don't want him it's the fact that he's re, you know rejected a contract offer from them which to me a bit like the Reese Bennett situation with us means he's looking for something elsewhere which He's had he's had now two very consistent seasons in uh, League One, might even be three three seasons or whatever, um, where he's been playing every game. I don't think he's going to be looking to drop to League Two, if I'm honest. Even even coming back to that, I can't I can't see it happening. I think he's either going to be looking high, higher or certainly in the same division. Now, obviously, if we go up, it's a different ball game. Then that's when we start looking at can we afford him, which you'd like to think we probably could, and then would he still want to stay in the same division? Then it's different. But if we are in League Two next season, then I think um, we're just dreaming on that one. So many uh, different permutations to, to work out. Chris says, over the last five or seven games, the squad has looked leggy and jaded. Do you think the squad is fit or is it just down to pressure? I'm going to say pressure because I think we've, we've looked at the squad for the majority of the season and we've said they're pretty, they, they seem pretty fit in comparison to some other teams. Um, so I, I, I think it is pressure. I think it's, such, it's more psychological than... Than anything, apart from probably maybe one or two players, you've had players coming back from injuries, which who obviously aren't going to be fully fit. So Ben Turner, for example, even though he did have a very good game on Saturday, which is our first probably the first probably solid performance we've seen from him. Now all of a sudden, fans think he's the best thing since sliced bread, which is interesting. Which shows how fickle we can be, but that's in, so, a, that's, so. in a, that's in a positive way, which is a great thing, which is good for Turner. Hopefully, he takes confidence from it. But you've got other players there. Danny Rose only just coming back. You've got Maka, who's uh, you know, not been back for that long in the grand scheme of things. Um, you know, and, and there's probably other things in there that we're probably not even aware of. Obviously, we've, we've known that Grant's had a, a niggle on his, his ankle, apparently, you know, that was a few weeks ago, so maybe he's not fully fit. Otis Khan's been out injured, so there's probably a lot of players that we might not even be aware of that have maybe been sidelined from, from training for so long, and they're just not fully fit and match fit, and that's probably contributing to that problem of also struggling with it dealing with it psychologically uh, Elliot's been in touch and, and asked why have we started playing a different style of football up until Christmas we were playing the best football I've seen for a long time but then teams begin to press us high up the pitch and we've, resor we've resorted to the long ball which is never going to work with Walker and Hamilton up front has there been a shift in the way we've, we've played I think certainly for proportions of games I mean you look at just looking at the game in isolation the MK Dons game for example probably the, the two most contrasting halves of football I've ever seen All they were all over us in the first half and got the goal which took them up and has kept us where we are and then second half it was the football Mansfield are used to playing winning the ball back getting the ball wide getting it into good areas and it just didn't drop which yeah. has been the story 
and we also didn't cha- didn't didn't really work the keeper as well, which was another disappointing thing. So even though we had that attacking play, we didn't we didn't probably get enough shots on goal, which was another issue. But then then Kidons were defending for their lives, so you got to give them credit. They did their job. They got the the early goal, and it was up to them then to make sure we didn't score, and they did it. So uh, you can look at that either way. But I think our style has changed. I, you know, we have certainly gone more direct. Um, and I think there's probably two reasons for that I think one when you go further back I think when you start looking January, February time I remember thinking there's so many occasions when we were trying to play out from the back uh, and there were so many teams especially at home that came to us and played a high press and they started sort of figuring that out and we struggled to deal with it so we probably made a a decision to sort of actively respond to that but the problem is we haven't got the players to do it because we've not had Danny Rose on the pitch um, he's probably one that you would say is a sort of more of a target man that can win the headers, flip them on and, and link up. Uh, obviously, we're not at Davis. He would be another one that you put in there. So apart from those two in players, the comments. it's definitely been mentioned in the comments. Yeah. Craig Davis. So so apart from those two players, we haven't got anybody that can play that style of football. So that's probably been one of our issues because even though we are trying a plan B, we haven't got the players for the plan B, and that's probably you probably we'll put that down to sort of poor recruitment in the summer you know you sort of look at it and think you go back to the grand thing and that did fair enough it got us all excited and we all thought this could be the signing to take us over the line but how more how it would have been so much more important to have brought in a more of a target player up front that's where we're still lacking um, and that would probably would have made a massive difference rather than just getting another attacking midfielder in there I guess you could, I mean we said it at the time didn't we it's, it was Top heavy in there, which is why we needed to, you know, get rid of Elshnik. But hindsight's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Having Elshnik in the ranks, I think you'd have probably taken him over the way it's panned out with with George Grant. But again, it's there's still at least a minimum of two games where he could come and make that influence. It was top heavy in that attacking midfield area, and yeah. even when we brought Nicky Jose in, it didn't feel like we'd still done enough in that attacking area, did it? We just never had that sort of power up there. You know, Nicky Jose again wasn't really that type of player. We hoped that he was going to get us goals, which he didn't. Probably our fault for sponsoring him away, probably, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll take blame for that. Yeah, let's, uh, no, that's not, that never happened. Um, but I don't know, we just, the whole season, you sort of look at, obviously Davis's injuries was pretty early on, and I, I guess you could say in January, it was it was after January when uh, Rose got his injury, wasn't it? So you could always you look. He was an option at that point. So maybe they they was we took a gamble and maybe thought maybe think that we didn't need extra cover there. But like you say, so this is we were looking back at this in hindsight. It's an easy thing to say, isn't it? But whether we did try and just the right players weren't there again, it's difficult to bring them in in January because everyone's looking for the same thing. You can put that into consideration. There's a lot of things to to look at. So, but. Like I say, it just would have made such a difference to have have a player like Aridi, you know, for example, just someone that when we are trying to do his plan B and go more direct, someone that can actually fit into that. Because let's be honest, we've probably got this worst player to do that in, in CJ. He's, exactly, you can't rely on him to do that. Exactly, it's, it, it's just it's like putting a square peg in a round hole. It just it doesn't does not work. No. It's an interesting one, isn't it? But the the, the fact is that over the course of the last month maybe two months the last five six games certainly Mansfield Town have not been good enough to achieve automatic promotion and whilst we were sitting here last week and being trying to be as positive as we, we possibly could in our heads we believed it, it could happen and 
statistically with a two and three chance to going up and with the result in the week before that it looked like it was going to be Mansfield's way but we all we should admit this now at the end of the podcast when the cameras stopped rolling and the microphone went off we all said to each other in a word are we going to get promoted on Saturday at MK Dons and what did we all say <laughs> we all said no we all said no and I, I, I honestly even on the way there I wanted desperately to believe that it, it could happen and like you said earlier, walking away from the ground, there were no tears for me. I expected this to be, but then again I didn't, because when I reflected on it on the way back home in the car, it was, we've not been good enough for, for five, six games, so why should it change in, in one game? For yeah. me now, it's it's about looking at what we can do and what we can affect going into a really tough game away at Newport first and foremost I'm not looking at the second leg yet I'm not looking at Sunday I'm looking solely at Thursday mm. because there are two different approaches and we'll come to that in a little bit but the first approach is the team we play and you mentioned Danny Rose there and trying to get players forward and have those target men and those taller players to go a little bit more direct so the question that I've just put out on the live, live poll is Four words, should Danny Rose start? The options are yes, ahead of CJ. Yes, with CJ still in the team, or no. Let's go through those options. Somebody in the comments has already mentioned uh, CJ, uh, who says, do we need to give CJ Hamilton a rest? Could do with more damage, could do more damage coming on as a sub, as we mentioned again in the car on the way up. But again, does that boil down to wearing the team? But let's look solely at Danny Rose for two reasons number one it's at Newport where he suffered that injury so there's a little bit of fight and want to banish that demon but more importantly number two I'd say probably since the olden game Danny Rose has come on and made more and more of an impact and that's gone up every single time in terms of the impact that he has and if you're looking at trying to go direct and trying to hurt a team surely Danny Rose is going to be one of, if not the first name on the team sheet for me. What about you? I would agree with it. And when you also take into consideration Newport's pitch, it's not the easiest to go there and play football. And we haven't been doing, we haven't really been playing football on the nicest of pitches out there. So are we going to go and do it there on such a big occasion? Probably not. So I anticipate that we're going to still go with more of a direct approach. So if you're going to do that common sense would say that you're going to put on a player that would best suit that style of play which would be in all the options that we've got Danny Rose now the question is you've said in the options option number two well with or, CJ or the two, team. is it with or without CJ so the team? first option is yes ahead of CJ the second option is yes with CJ still in the team and the third option is obviously no so, so, so that's obviously the, 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 the next question from that so yes I'm going to say Rosie needs to start but it then depends on what sort of formation we play and I think that will to me dictates whether CJ should start or whether he shouldn't and I've got an argument for both <laughs> well let's let's, have, let's go for both things we want to garner the um, opinions of people in the comments so get those coming in whilst uh, we get the opinions of both let's start with ahead of CJ so if we're going to go ahead of CJ that's if we're going to stick with this sort of... 3-4-1-2. Yeah, with a, with a wing-back sort of situation and, you know, we, we, if, if CJ was going to go up top. Because, look, is, you know, as much as I, you know, I like CJ, we can't ignore the fact that he's not been on form probably 
bar the Exeter game for for many games, probably probably quite a few months to be fair. It's just not been working for him, and we've we've sort of tried to dissect that and say why, and it's been difficult to find the answer. Is his confidence low? Is a young lad? It's going to be a high pressurised environment, which is which has not been involved in before. That could be contributing, um, and just the style that we're trying to do. We've just said there, playing up top when you're going more direct, it's not going to suit him. So unless he's going to be out on the wing, where I think he's going to be most effective, then I would drop him. And then you've got that option of 20 minutes to go. No matter whether you're doing, whether we're in front or drawing or, or, or behind, he's a great asset to bring on because whatever is happening, the Newport County defence are going to be thinking, blimey, we've got this, you know, the, the young lad who who they know has been informed throughout the season, who has been a probably one of the best players in the League 2 at one point when he was hitting form, and he's got pace, you know, bagfuls of pace, they're not going to want to come up against that. So what a, what a thing to have in your armoury on, on, on the bench to bring on with 20 minutes or, or so to go. That's the thing you've got to look at, haven't you? Lots of comments are, are coming in now, so we'll go through some of those. Uh, Callum says, for me, Danny Rose hasn't proven anything to deserve a start, but CJ can all of a sudden pop up with a brilliant performance and a couple of goals, i.e. the X to match. If you start Rose, you have to put CJ at right wing back. No, you don't, because no. <laughs> this is the argument that we're having. It's very, very abundantly clear to me that and we've established this on numerous shows that Mansfield Town have no plan B away from the 3-4-1-2 but going to Newport on their pitch 3-4-1-2 will not work unless you get a miracle because the pitch simply doesn't suit it and that's why I would adapt the system and go for a 4-4-2 or a 4-3-3 and drop back a little bit and, and get that directness and in doing so that then allows CJ to stay in the team and affect in the way which we, we know he can, but in the areas we know he's best at. I think for a large majority of the, the MK Dons game, CJ was missing, but then for 5, 10, 15 minutes, it was put out on the left wing, especially when Benning went off, and all of a sudden the attacks were coming down that left wing and yeah. we were starting to affect and we were starting to dominate. And I think if we'd have started like that, this show that we're, and this conversation that we're having could have been very bloody different. Yeah, I'd agree. And that's what we're saying. I, I just think... We, we say it a lot of times and CJ has been playing in so many different positions throughout the season. But when you, if you rewind the season and look at when he really started showing his, his class and how effective he can be, he was out on that left wing. So... Yes, he's done a job in other positions, but now when it's come to the coming to the crunch, we need to be doing more. We need every player on that pitch to be 100% on, on form. That's what you need. If you want to go up, you need that. And we're going to come up against the Newport County side who are going to be buzzing and, and, and buoyant from, from you know, go, getting in the playoffs last, last game of the season. We're the opposite. So let's play to our strengths. Let's put players in their best position and, and go for it. Absolutely. I mean, you look at the, the two contrasts, don't you? There's a reason, which and it's statistically proven, that whoever finishes fourth struggles to gain promotion. Purely because you've been so close to automatics, and in probably 90% of the cases, as is with us, you've lost out on automatic promotion on either the second to last game or the last game of the season, and that has an effect on 
mindset and attitude and form whereas you then come up against the team who finished in seventh who have like you say had the absolute opposite they've had a bounce they've had a run of form and they've got in by the skin of the teeth and you know know that they're in that they've still got a chance yeah. and the scales of how that works that certainly favours the team in seventh but on the flip side of that would you say that over the past six games or so the expectation has been heavily put on Mansfield to gain automatic promotion yes or no yes would you now say in the playoffs bearing in mind what we've just said about the balance of probability between 4th and 7th would you say that the pressure is more on Newport or on Mansfield in terms of favouring them to get promotion who would you if if you weren't a Stags fan if you were a neutral and you were looking at the form and you were looking at the ways it, it shaped up who would you be putting your money on um, that's a tough one because I mean I mean yeah if you're going to go on form you'd say the favourite is Newport and to be honest I'm not going to sit here like I did on Saturday and say I, I believe we can do it because and, and then say at the end of the show that off camera that we're not I'm going to be honest right now and, and on camera it's live and I hope I'm proven wrong but I don't fancy us one bit to go up in the playoffs I don't fancy to get past Newport never mind Correct. getting to the final uh, 100% so I put it on record and, I know, would love for the boys to watch this and go do you know what I want to prove them two Muppets wrong yeah. go and do it please go and do it <laughs> yeah. please 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 go and do it but in here in the heart of hearts my head says my heart is saying exactly what it said in before the MK Dons game yeah. that we are in League 2 next season and we need to deal with it but we'll come on to that again a little bit later on but going back to that you'd probably favour Newport because of the balance of prob probability and that is what is an advantage for us because most people now will be going oh we're not looking at Mansfield we're not looking at them to go and go and do something we're expecting every single let's say 99% of us are expecting Newport to beat us which is great because it takes the pressure off us doesn't it and us without pressure is a much better better team us playing without that pressure allows us to be that expressive allows us uh, to do what we've been doing I sort of agree with you and, and at the same time like part of me doesn't because the other thing is is we, we, we can talk about confidence as well and we was playing well with confidence when we was you know we had the rough patch of the season but we wasn't losing at the very start of the season but then we started putting those putting you know putting a bit of run of form together and we was great when we were confident and yes we didn't have pressure at that point which obviously helped but we had a massive amount of confidence whereas now I think confidence is probably the lowest we've we've seen it all season flip that Newport they're going to probably be the most confident they've, they've been so sometimes it depends on how how so much lies on Thursday for me because obviously we hope that Newport will go in with a bit of overconfidence and think that they're going to be you know, if they expect themselves to win and they're going overconfident then that that could be a problem for them we could if we get our act together and sort things out and play out we know we can then we can exploit that but I 
don't know. It's going to be very tough going up against confident side. And, it, and it's that I don't like. I hate the fact that we finish fourth because I think this, this works out, works to our disadvantage as well. Going there on a Thursday night, we're not going to take that many fans. Long nobody way to wants go. Nobody wants Newport on a Thursday night. Oh, nobody yeah. wants it. Full stop. On the really, Saturday afternoon, no. So I, I think that if we get past Thursday, then with a with a draw or you know obviously a win, then game on. But lose on Thursday, which is, in my opinion highly probable then uh, it's going to be very tough two words for Thursday which sum up Thursday for me and that's damage limitation what we need though is we need the insight from a man who has been there and done it the last person to guide Mansfield Town out of League 2 and into League 1 was Keith Kerr wait no sorry what? I, I wasn't listening to what you were saying. No, no I noticed that. The last, <laughs> per, the last manager to take Mansfield into League One was... Oh, still Watkins. And he's been in touch. He sent a message in tonight in the comments. He says, Don't get too carried away with formations. At this stage, it's about handling the situation you're in. Relaxing the players, confirming what they're good at, and then trusting them. Absolutely no reason why they can't do it. And he's right, really, isn't he? Because... We can sit here and we can reflect on why we've gone wrong at MK, why we've ballsed it up at Oldham, why we've played so poorly at Notts County and gave them a glimmer of hope, why we've done this, why we've done that. Is that going to affect how we play on Thursday? No. Once that whistle's blown? No, it's not. What is going to affect it is whether the players want to put that last shifted and that last bit of effort to go and achieve what they set out to achieve in the first place and that's that's the important thing that is the important thing it's also what worries me though at the same time because yeah. they 100% the self-belief isn't there the confidence isn't there you can see it because you can see how it's affecting players we you know we we struggled to keep the ball and that's because it's not because we haven't got the ability because we know they have we, you can see that uh, from a lot of performances of the season but it's it's due to the pressure and it's due to self-confidence and self-belief that it's like especially like, you know the Stevenage game for example and, and the Oldham game as well um, the ball is like a hot potato and they just want to get rid of it and pass it on to somebody panic, else panic panic yeah, panic that's, and that's, that's what worries me you know they, they are panicking so you know what what you know, Stuart said at the, very, at the start of his message obviously is about relaxing the players and uh, it's, certainly that is the case but we've struggled to do it in the last few games so is that going to be any difference for the playoffs that's my only concern I hope it will but I don't know I, I, I just hope uh, Oh, if Stuart's free on Thursday, if you don't mind nipping into the uh, changing rooms before kickoff and having a quiet lad with a quite quiet chat with the lads, that'd be uh, appreciated because uh, you know he's done it before, so he knows what it takes. Certainly, so well, let's have a look through some more of the comments that are coming in tonight. Keeping uh, uh, trying to keep up to up with them. If I do miss them, I do apologise because they are coming in thick and fast, and I'm not like CJ. I'm not as lightning quick to get through everything. Uh, Callum says, "I think Newport will be a tougher task." than what Tranmere and Forest Green would be. Briefly, what do you make of that? If you could have... Say, for example, the playoffs wasn't 4th versus 7th for such and such versus such and such, and it was done by luck of the draw, who would you have taken out of the other three? <laughs> I honestly couldn't provide an answer to that. Probably, just after it sounds, when they're... The, I don't know if they... I think they did finish one place below us, but I probably would have took Tranmere. 
yeah I think I would have done as well simply just because of what their own fans are saying that, yeah, that I think they've overachieved this season which is a good thing uh, for them but uh, so have they got enough in their first year back in League 2 to, to go by the playoffs you know possibly not but I wouldn't want you know obviously if you're going to say we've got to I probably would have taken Tranmere uh, Callum says it's easy that the pressure is on us at this point we're the underdogs if you look at recent form uh, it needs to be a fresh start on Thursday and Sunday forget MK forget Oldham forget Stevenage John says I agree we're not strong enough it's who wants it more uh, and we look like we don't uh, Carl says I'm a new I'm a neutral uh, form, Newport ability, Mansfield head, Newport heart for my uncle Pete and family and my cousin John Mansfield. John says 4-4-2 against Newport with CJ on one, Grant on the other wing, uh, Mellis and Bishop in the middle with Walker and Rose up front. Um, Callum says hopefully David can lift the morale up of the group ready for Thursday we'll hear from him uh, in a couple of seconds time uh, Mark says come back Stuart in some capacity with the club next season I'm sure he wouldn't want to, to swap the lovely temperatures of travelling around the world for lovely yeah don't need Bangladesh Bangladesh or Mansfield no brainer yeah Mansfield all the time uh, and Peter says uh, they said the players heads were already on the beach uh, well great because Newport's pitch is mostly sand uh, and uh, Stuart, uh, Stuart Watkins has replied to that comment saying hopefully one day it would be great to see him back at the club in some capacity and if you want to watch uh, his story his Mansfield memories from a year ago I can't believe it's that long ago uh, you can head to our website mcfcmatters.co.uk and uh, check out the A Trip Down Memory Lane podcast great day over in Cleethorpes with uh, Stuart Watkins although it was a great day doing the interview and do, and getting the chats the visit in Cleethorpes wasn't as great <laughs> as it was when is it ever let's be honest I, know. I mean no, no offence obviously <laughs> but uh, yeah it's not one of my favourite places mainly because every time I go there I get haunting memories of that 7-2 defeat at Grimsby yeah. so uh, well, yeah. there you go but if you want to watch that it was a great uh, great insight actually into what it takes to get a Mansfield side promoted then certainly do go and uh, watch that time now to hear from the man who is tasked with trying to deliver another Mansfield Town promotion that man being Stag's boss, David Flickcroft, who was speaking to the media early today. Well, let's first of all get his thoughts on trying to pick the players up and preparing for a tough trip to Newport when Saturday comes, when Thursday comes. I beat you to it. I'm really annoyed myself. When Thursday comes in Newport. Here's David Flickcroft. Saturday was, was difficult, you know, I think in every aspect, you know, from a management aspect, the staff, uh, the players, you know, and... Uh, our owners, the directors, supporters, you know, Saturday night was, was our low point. Um, but then, you know, you wake up Sunday, messages of support and people who are really important in your life offer you their messages, offer you that um, words of wisdom, you know, and I've, I've got really good people around me who, who offer that. And, and, you know, speaking to them and, and, and it just... Sunday morning it was a completely different day you know day for fighting a day for moving forward a day for planning Newport we know who our next opponent was um, very quickly so you're planning that um, and luckily we had the player of the year evening you know and, and the awards evening the chairman's awards dinner and it's the best thing that could have happened because you know on Sunday some of the lads might have been moping and, and skulking around and you know probably 
you know, spending time with the families and, and what have you. But we got to the awards, uh, over 400 people there. And we did a montage of, of the season and how it had gone. And it's, it's mad when you actually look how, how successful the team's been this season and the squad of players and, and what they have achieved, how far they've come. Four players in the EFL team, two players in the PFA team. Um, and the montage and, and, and what have been put together, you just realise that this group of players have had a, a really good season, you know, and uh, we've hit a lot of our key performance indicators. We've hit, we've hit them well this season that we that, that we've done well at. So, you know, it was a it was a case for me of looking at the hope and moving forward. And, and in a strange way, the Sunday night award dinner sort of did that for us. We're in this game, and and the form will be in the game. You know, if we go one nil up, then we're the form team. You know, and that's how I look at every game. Uh, never done form. Don't I don't do form. It's a case of when you're winning, you're doing the right things. Just because you're losing doesn't mean you're doing the wrong things. You know, in key moments, in one moment particularly against MK Dons, uh, we didn't do our job. We didn't accept responsibility on the corner, and they scored a goal that, that took them out of the league. You know, so uh, the, there is fine margins, and I think in these games, you know, there's there's very small margins, but. Um, the group is, uh, you know, for for ninety five percent of the season, we've been we've been an outstanding team, you know, and uh, that's what I've told this group of players and told the squad and, and told my staff uh, over the last twenty four hours. Stags boss David Flickcroft speaking to the media early today. You can watch that in full on, of course, I follow Stags. A few interesting comments from him in there Nate something about when you lose and you doesn't necessarily mean you're doing the things wrong well you are because you lose it yeah. um, but we'll, we'll dress over that because I'm sure he'll pull out another belting quote before the end of the season uh, is out results run on the uh, Danny Rose situation as well let's run through uh, those for you 47% of you say that Danny Rose should start ahead of CJ Hamilton and, and same amount of people uh, saying that he should start with CJ still in the team 7% saying no Danny Rose shouldn't start well let's get your thoughts on uh, whether or not you would switch uh, formation for Newport away we've given you a couple of options yes let's go 4-4-2 yes but please state which one you'd go for or no I'll stick with the 3-4-1-2 get your votes in uh, now for that one really want to hear your thoughts on that and see what it is let's um, turn our attention to personnel who are available because that could have a big bearing on the way we do set up because unfortunately the stakes will be missing Matt Preston for both playoff semi-finals Nath. yeah <clears throat> and um, obviously it's, it's good to news for, for Preston uh, you know no doubt he would have uh, wanted to play a part uh, in in the two semi-finals so um, obviously gutting for him but as I said um, in our group chat in a way it it could be a blessing because we know that Dave likes to play the same formation and a lot of people have said in the comments I think you know, maybe that's been sussed out or it's just proven not to be working so maybe it might force him to change it um, so I still don't think he will. <laughs> no, I still think he's going to go three at the back and just do a straight swap with him and Turner, and probably you know leave it with you know no cover on the bench. Uh, but maybe not. I don't know. Well, I guess we have to wait and see for that. But uh, the good thing is we we've now had a good performance from Turner, who's who probably will come in and feature at some point. Uh, so we know he has got that in the locker, and like I said earlier, hopefully he takes confidence from that performance, and maybe that's the moment he needed to 
sort of kickstart his Mansfield Town career because I think up to this point it hadn't really happened. So let's hope so. Let's hope that's the case. I'd slightly disagree in terms of that. That was the one which kickstarted his performance. I think he had a very slow start, but I think he, he's had a couple of good, decent displays before that. I think extra away was an, another yeah. uh, one of those. I had, I had no. I would have no qualms in, in putting him in, but. If you do put him in in a four-four-two, that also means that Sweeney is is out of the out of the side. But sometimes a, a change is as good as a rest, isn't it? No disrespect to to Sweeney. I think he's been excellent for us, and I'm still absolutely buzzing that we got him for free. But again, a change is as good as a rest, and sometimes in those situations like in Newport, where they're going to go direct as well, you want your taller players, you want your experienced leaders who know what it takes to get out of this division and then if you need a goal you bring Sweeney on and put him up front <laughs> you're, you're absolutely adamant Sweeney has to go up front at some point aren't you he went up front on Saturday we nearly scored mm. Turner went up front at one point at one point we were playing 110 yeah ne- if we had to it nearly worked but um I mean, it, I mean, it also depends on the partnership as well. You know, who, who's going to sort of best complement Piercy? So, I don't really know whether that's Sweeney or, or Turner. That's that's down to the to the management. You know, for for Dave and, and Futch to, you know, they see them in in training every every day, and they probably know who has the best relationship and who complements each other. So, um, you know, it depends. Like I say, it all depends on what they. It, it might, you know, they may just go with all three and stick to what we've been doing. I hope not, but it might. <laughs> comments uh, coming in on the formations that you guys would choose. Keep them coming in in the comments below if you're listening to the audio version of this. Then where were you? Come and join us. We've got at least two more shows of this series still to go. Hopefully three, of course. We'll have a preview of the second leg later in the week. And then hopefully a preview of Wembley followed by an end-of-season review show. Let's hope this, those, <laughs> let's, let's hope that it, this, this three uh, shows left to go. Uh, Phil says, 4-3-3, no Preston, so back four suits. Have Danny as centre-forward with CJ left and Tyler right behind would be better balanced in my view. Uh, Elliot says, I vote 4-3-3-2, but I think it's now down to who wants it more and who fights the hardest. Um, Roger says, I don't really think CJ can be left out of the team. I can see Stags doing well. If they play with no fear, fear will be their downfall. They have to treat the playoffs uh, with contempt. Uh, they have the ability to so big yourselves up. Um, John says, I would rest CJ. Sorry, he may be able to run the ball, uh, but it's but ball control and to take on one-on-one is poor at the minute. Get a, let him get in touch and let us know what you think your centre-back partnership uh, would be. Would it be Pierce, Preston and Sweeney? Would it be Pierce and Sweeney? Would it be uh, Turner? Let us know who your your preferred choice would be. Or would you mix it up and would you go Danny Rose? No, you wouldn't go Danny Rose. <laughs> so I, I personally think there's an even bigger question to ask. Uh, never mind that back three. I think either any of those choices are probably good choices I wouldn't be upset with any of them well to, to a certain extent but the question is who's going to go right back or right wing back that's the big question for me I am going to reach my tin hat again and I will be prepared to be shot down in the comments as this argument comes out every single week but if it's four four two or four three three. I don't think you can look beyond Will Atkinson. A promotion winner, someone who's been there and done it, someone who's got the experience and the level-headedness to play there. And you've got to gamble. <laughs> you've got to try something. So the question is, not why, but why not? I probably 
got to agree. I, I think I disagreed with you last week, but now I think I have to agree because I can't. I don't think there's any other options in in my opinion. I, you know, I don't think Ethan Jones has been good enough. He's had a couple of good games, but that's it. Um, the only other option is the talk about putting CJ back there, and we. You wouldn't want him as not out and out right back, would you? No, no, well, wow. certainly not. Even and even right wing back, I, I don't want him there either. So, um, I guess the only other option you could probably say is is Macker, and again, no. So, I think really he's, he's probably the only sensible choice. Uh, Doug Russell's been in touch and says, "I'm a four three three guy, but I'm just American. What do I know? Well, well you never know. We, we we need something. We need we need that." We need anything, don't we? we could play some good soccer. While soccer. The, the, soccer ball. The, the, Come and play some soccer ball. <laughs> Metsville Town taking on Newport County. Now I'm going to stop I'm now. Gonna that, uh, is that worse? Is that answer that we had for a while. Oh, that was brilliant. Bringing back with winning games. Yeah. That's, this is that, the problem. This is, this is where Sucks the season it. has gone wrong. We've got rid of the American announcement. I love Alan Tabitz. Alan is a great guy. Yeah. But bring back the American. Yeah. There will be four additional minutes overtime. Yeah. See, this is the problem. Just bring it, bring him, just bring it back. <laughs> Joking aside, campaign, right? uh, John's been in touch and says I would play Jones. Atkinson has not lo- lived up to his pedigree. Uh, Phil, on the other hand, says I'm with Craig. Atkinson has had some good performances there. I think the thing with him as well, you know, because he's not had a lot of game time, he's one of those who hasn't featured a lot. And sometimes when he features, because he's not had a lot of game time, he's perhaps not to the boil as much. And then there's that old argument of saying is he a, it's almost like the CJ argument where do you play him is he a central midfielder box to box is he a right winger is he a right wing back is he a right full back it's case sera sera isn't it yeah and I, it, it's probably one of them if um, I think if we didn't manage to secure sort of Geffen Jones in the in January then we probably would have seen a lot more a, of it a lot more of Atkinson I think we would have seen both CJ and Atkinson playing there so and we probably would have had more of an idea where we can re- can rely upon him, and you know when it comes to it like this. But unfortunately, we're not in that position. So it's sort of like now. It's the question is for me is, do you trust Jones in that position? For me, no, I don't at the moment. He's, he's had too many poor performances. So if you don't, you've got to change it. And who are you going to put in there? Well, we have seen glimpses of Atkinson there. I think he's probably better defensively so I, I, I'd go for it I'd put, him, I'd put him in and if you're attacking a corner we know he's got a 50p shaped head so you never know you never know it, it might be that his 50p shaped head gets us the goal to get us to Wembley absolutely very interesting uh, comment from John Russell who says Atkinson was Southend's player of the season before he came to us Southend of course at that point as are were League One player of the season for Southend in League One before he came to us yeah so he can't be a bad player. He's not, you know. No. He, he, players don't go bad overnight, do they? It's, uh, yes, he's not had a run in the game, run in the team, which is going to affect him. But when it comes to it, I think he's got the quality there. But most importantly, he's got the experience, which I think is going to be massively important in these next two, hopefully three games. Well, let's uh, see what David Flitcroft uh, thinks of all this. Who would? he be playing as he reflects on the injury to Matt Preston let's hear it from David Flitcroft as he spoke to the media earlier on today here's David Flitcroft it's a bad collision he had with a keeper he's had it uh, already this season concussion and obviously it's it's, it's not just topical it's, it's something that's really important and uh, 
and, and that the football hierarchy trying to get right and you know we're trying to put things in place so some we you know we've got duty of care to players and um, Mighty Preston will probably miss the game um, due to you know having concussion twice in the season it's such a, a short turnaround uh, with Thursday and, and Sunday looming um, and then we'll assess him after that there's sort of a protocol that'll go through a step by step protocol um, and he's been brilliant for this season and, and two games that you'd want him to play in he can't but it just opens another opportunity for, for someone else you know so um our, our support and loves for with Matty but it op- opens up an opportunity for someone else and who will that opportunity go to well we'll find out on Thursday night you can watch that interview in full on uh, mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow let's go to the results of the poll we posted just before that in terms of which formation uh, would you switch formation for Newport away the options were yes 4-4-2 yes other please stay or no I'm going to stick with 3-4 uh, one, two. Uh, the votes are in, and 57% of you are saying yes, let's go for 442. 29% say yes, other, uh, and 14% of you want us to stick with 3412 or think we'll stick with 3412. Um, a couple of other comments uh, from people suggesting the teams that they would play. Uh, let's find these Roger says my team would be uh, my team outfield team not mentioned the keeper uh, would be uh, Pearson Sweeney Atkinson Benning at uh, right back and left back Bishop and Mellis CJ left wing uh, Grant right wing Walker and Rose up front um, Ellis says the team on Tuesday, on Thursday will be Logan in goal Pierce Turner Sweeney um, left wing back CJ right wing back Jones Bishop Mellis in the middle uh, with Macca Rose and Walker just ahead uh, of of them so interesting team selections no Benning in there which is a bit of a surprise yeah I I think you might I think if you're guessing what Dave's thinking there I think he's probably right probably apart from I think CJ would probably be right wing back if knowing David Flitcroft and Benning will be left wing back and that's probably the only difference if I'm going to guess what, yeah. what he was going to do it's not what I would do but if I'm going to guess what the manager's going to go with that's what I'd go with uh, Peter says very few options to change anything in reality the players have got to believe in themselves once more do the things they were doing earlier in the season keep it simple don't give the ball away cheaply it's not rocket science and that is what is so frustrating well it is and that's the fact isn't it that Mansfield have had so many moments of beauty and so many moments of joy which we can think of and and reflect on but also that's been counterbalanced by so many moments of of frustration and so many moments where the look the rub of the green has just not come off and it's like which way is it going to go you can't call it it's like flipping a coin yeah it's it's like you don't know what team's going to turn up do you right. we've had so many games where we've gone into it with belief and we've been shot back down the likes of Yeovil I mean who would have thought we'd have been losing to Yeovil at home oh craziness and you know and, and, and we did um, and then there's other games where you probably wrote, absolutely wrote us off Colchester away extra away two games that I would have expected nil points from and we're coming away with six, so you really don't know what to expect. And I'm just hoping, like I say, that like, my, my heart and my head say that we haven't got enough in these next two games. But I'm just hoping that 
will be proven wrong yeah certainly so well that's just about it for tonight as we look back on that we'll look back as the seasons of a whole including the playoffs when it's all done and dusted hopefully that is after the end of May after Wembley but the Stags have got to overcome Newport County first uh, starting with a tricky away trip there on Thursday night. It is live on Sky. Tickets are now on sale. Uh, but, of course, tickets are also on sale for the uh, the home leg as well. Let's evaluate the two games, Nathan. I'm looking at them. I think you have to look at them in isolation to start off with because Newport away and Newport at home are two different kettles of fish. For me, the fact that we go to Newport first plays into our hands because you can set up differently. For me, I wouldn't be disappointed if we came away from that with a draw because it's still all to play for then. For me, like I said earlier, the two words are damage, limitation. I mean, you said you wouldn't be disappointed if we came away with a draw. I'd be absolutely delighted if we came away with a draw. That's how I feel at the moment. I think it's... I would have rather have been at home first. I'm not going to lie. Really? Slightly different to you. Yeah, I, I'd have rather been at home. I just think it's tough after what we've been through in the last few games to then travel away on a Thursday night uh, to Newport when they're going to have pretty much a full, you know, probably a full house or near near to. We won't take as, as many with people not being able to get off work such a short notice. Not we put those into fact. I mean. Probably us not having a big crowd probably might help us. Yeah, <laughs> we way. don't play well in front we know of what, Yeah, we, uh, this season if, we've not If done we're still in with a chance, can everybody who's, who's not been to a game regularly rip the tickets up and give us a chance? Because we need that. It'd be nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, some of them are already moaning about the ticket price anyway, which is absolutely craziness. So if they want to stay at home and watch on Sky Sports and fill their pockets, then be our guests. I, I don't really care if you're not there to be honest but anyway uh, I digress but uh, <laughs> I'd have been on my body there you see never mind but, um, no worries mate I've got one about other <laughs> things but I'm not going there yeah. but um, no I, I, if we it's going to be important not to lose on, on Saturday or if we are going to lose by one goal which the only thing I'm thinking and, and what we've done all season that we have not lost a game by more than one goal if we can keep that up on thir- for Thursday then even if we lose by one goal, we've still got to have a chance back at home. As long as we can go out there, not make a silly mistake by giving away a goal in the first two minutes by not picking up your markers and giving them a pretty much free header into the goal. And um, just go out there with a bit of aggression, you know, and, and really take the game to Newport. And I just hope that it pans out like... Uh, the very start of the season make our last game of the season well hopefully it's not last but last home game of the season like our first home game of the season and go get a 3-0 let's finally look at something which I've got to be in my bonnet about this week we said we're going to reflect on the season as a whole once it's all well and done and we will but briefly let's reflect on this every single season we've made progress last year when we did the end of season show we'd missed out on the playoffs um, probably two weeks before the end if we're being brutally honest after a torrid, torrid run of form right at the end of the season we've had to rebuild, restructure and if if at the start of the season you just said we're going to finish fourth that would be a good finish, wouldn't it? Yeah and after that we get fourth and yet there are still people on social media after the game at MK and almost last three or four weeks or so calling for Flickcroft to be sacked 
people still now calling him for, to be sacked if we fail at Newport and if we fail if we get to Wembley and if we fail there we don't get anywhere in this game in my opinion by rash decisions and constant changing and I think that's been reflected in other League 2 clubs this season can we name one one that's just down the road I can name two that are just down the road for different (laughs) reasons yeah the first is obviously Lincoln because they've stuck with managers they've stuck with a plan they've allowed them to build and built a fan base and built momentum and good luck to them in in League One deserved champions in the end and I'm sure they'll do I, I don't think they'll come straight back down I'm no, sure they'll no. compete in League One if they keep the Cowleys and manage to build but the other is the drastic and the, the opposite from that in Notts County who have changed managers like people change underpants at an alarming rate spent money like it's going out of fashion and look where it's ended them an owner who wants out literally because sometimes he, put thing, he puts things out on Twitter a support which is fracturing and arguing and falling apart directors who want away managers who want away after weeks have been there and constant sacking of managers yeah and then you look at it and you look at those teams who have stability you, know, you mentioned Lincoln there but you can look further afield you look at um, you look at Luton I know Nathan Jones obviously moved in the end but he spent a lot of years there uh, getting them up out of Conference and League and League Two, and he pretty much did the job through the majority of League One for them, and he's got them up. And most importantly, their their assistant manager who's been there for for a very long time has, has finished the job for them. You've got Accrington, as you mentioned, in the car. They they've done it on a, an absolute shoestring, shoe but nobody would have expected Accrington to stay up. Everyone would have said they're coming straight back down. Exactly. I think we nobody probably expected them to, to to do what they didn't need to. No. So to take that up a notch and still be successful has to go down to that stability they've got. And we've just said it. I mean, we've, we've been here, haven't we? we year, ourselves, where we just keep calling for managers to to be changed over, and it's not got us anywhere. And like I said, I just don't think people keep still keep saying about Flipcroft that he's failed twice because he failed last year and you, you cannot hold that against him he came no. in in such ridiculously difficult circumstances with a, a squad that wasn't his which is a squad that quite clearly wasn't balanced because how many of them are still here not many um, you know so you cannot blame him for that you can only judge him on what we've done this year which I mean he said 95% in his, uh, in, his pre- in his in his press interview which Probably a bit high. I'd probably say 75% of the season has been incredible, where we've seen us playing the best football possible and, and looking at breaking records. And yes, although we've not quite got the automatics that we all hoped for, we've still got our highest uh, league position in, uh, in in over a decade. So how you can grumble at that, and I know we've had a more money and stuff like that, but how you can grumble at that is ridiculous. I'd have took it at the start of the season. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm accepting it now. Absolutely, and that's the thing, isn't it? Building blocks get you absolutely everywhere. If you're a builder and you start building a house and start laying the foundation, then all of a sudden you decide, the powers that be decide, nah, don't want you. I'm going to get somebody else in, and they don't quite do things with the same method. Things don't fuse properly, and things don't get built, and that's where cracks can come in. That's where errors can come in, and before you know it, it all comes tumbling down around you and. 
the house to look at is the house of Notts County, and 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 that's the the prime prime example. I mean, next season, he, even if obviously I'm hoping in League One, but even if we're in League Two, and despite yeah, I'm not saying Flitcroft is perfect. I still think there's certain aspects of him that frustrates me. You know, playing positions, out, playing players out of position, and sticking to a a formation even though sometimes it's quite clearly not working but I'm hoping he learns from that but even so I'm still excited for next year because I just think another summer of bringing in his players and hopefully getting securing a few more of them as I mentioned earlier as those number one target players that, you know, that he's got first on his list if you can secure a few more of those that'll fit in with his style and fit in with what he his vision is for the club then I think we'll give another very good go at it next year and I think we'll do better than this year certainly so patience is a virtue Carolyn Radford called for people to send in video messages of support to the players and things like that so let's do our own in in some way shape or form your message to the players what what would your message would have been what would your message have been if you'd have recorded a little video message and sent it in I was going to do but I was too busy. <laughs> and I don't think I could have done it without swearing at that point. Yeah. Especially if it was... Uh, I needed the days. After, yeah. yeah, I needed the days need, to calm down. some time for yeah. recuperation. Um, Reflection. It's a, yeah. it's a good thing, isn't it? It's good. That's, that's why we don't do a podcast at, you know, a couple of hours after the match because uh, Correct. it'd be dangerous anyway. Yeah. But I, I tell them just have a bit of self-belief. I mean, I'd, I'd get out... I think I said it it was at the awards night they had a bit of a montage of the season so far and I'd get out some of those videos of before Christmas and some of those games where we really turned it on and and you could see just the quality using from the squad and I think they need to see that again they need to believe in themselves they need to believe in them as individuals they need to believe in themselves as players that they can work as a team because we can still do it it's got the quality we just need to know they need to understand that they can come together despite what's happened in the last few weeks fight for one another and leave everything out on that pitch and if they do that then we give ourselves a big chance yeah certainly so I think it's you can look at the numbers you can look at the statistics and talk about goal difference defence all of this I said at the very top of the show in the intro, one in 24 chance of promotion at the start of the season in terms of being up against other teams. We had a two in three chance of going up on Saturday. It didn't happen. We've got a one in four chance now. We've got a 50-50 chance of getting to Wembley. Does any of that matter? No, it doesn't. Does errors that we've had in the past matter? No, because they are past tense. We cannot change them. It is all now about which Mansfield Town player wants to pull on this green shirt on Thursday. It will be the green shirt, I presume, because obviously Newport and Amber and Black. Um, who wants to pull on this green shirt and play for the badge that's on the front of it? Who wants to try and achieve something? Who wants to get that promotion on their CV? Who wants to have that positive story to reflect on when their playing days are over? Those players who want it need to dig deep. Forget all about the pain and the hurt and the decisions which haven't gone our way because they're over, they're done with. The only one thing you can affect is the way we play against Newport County. If you can get there on Thursday, then please do get a ticket and go and support the boys because 
we have done off season and I think that's the thing we are not it's not fans and players it, it is Mansfield Town Football Club it is one it is a united club and that is the important thing there is a bitter taste there is a tinge of disappointment in the way things have led to this point but I'm going to end on this point stars cannot shine without darkness we've had our dark moments it is time to go and shine come on you stags do what you need to do at Newport give us a chance going into the second leg at home at the one course stadium on Sunday get yourself a ticket doesn't matter about the prices etc etc go and fill the mill and support the boys and be a part of this journey which is still ongoing the journey's not ended it's just continued for a little while longer we will see you hopefully on Friday as we look ahead to the second leg of the playoffs the journey is not over it is only just beginning it's a simple message that over the season we've got so much right stick to that formula stick to what we've done well concentrate on what we've done well think positive think on your front foot and when we do we're a really good team a really good team the hurt was there and the deflation was there but with me as the manager of the football plan as the leader it doesn't last too long do you know what I mean because uh, you pick yourself up you go again and you fight again and I've got a group of players behind me that are prepared to do that Away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.